Listen up. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the podcast participants and not to any participants, employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. You know, for fun. So lighten up and enjoy. Oh, Stomping Jen, Mm -hmm. we are here again on the Soft Serve podcast, and we are going to be talking to a guest, a man who defies description. He has been on our podcast before. He goes by the name of Juicy D. Do you remember our previous conversation with Juicy? Yeah, I'm excited that Juicy came back to talk to us. We always love when people come back. Yeah, and Juicy proposed a really interesting topic for us to get into, um, which is the concept of online dating. Sweet. Yeah, so I'm really excited to talk about this subject. I have a lot of questions, as usual. I'm sure you have a lot of questions. And I... I will gather that Juicy D is going to have answers for us, okay? Yep. All right, are we ready? We are. All right, let's go. Creamy, delicious ideas without the creepy truck. Stomping Jen and Juicy D are here today to talk to me. <laughs> what if we Saw didn't want to talk to you? Frank. Oh my god. My name goes well with chimes. Well, Let's say hi to Juicy D. Hello, Juicy D. Hello, hello. I'm not going to sing. That was was beautiful to know. Thank you. We'll give you one of these for complimenting me, of course. I always appreciate a compliment (laughs) on the Soft Serve podcast. I love them. Oh, yes. Hopefully that will be the first of many. Um, So, Juicy, thank thank you for joining us. And I know... You are an individual who defies description. It is very difficult to put rhetorical boundaries around you, but I'm going to ask you to add anything additional um, that you want to that I may have missed. Um, just tell us a little bit more about yourself. They're like, oh, I love the idea of just being this mysterious, like, <laughs> magical creature. Um, I would say, you know, black, queer, part Sasquatch, um, you know, just... Loves cats. Yeah, loves love cats, uh, beaches, uh, especially if you combine the two. If you get like little cats that walk on the beach, I think that's like the best. I would love <laughs> that. That is an entrepreneurial idea. They have those cats cat, on beach, cat cafes, cat beaches. Yeah. Cat beaches. Yes. Those poor cats. I like the idea. Okay. <laughs> um, well, thanks. And, you know, throwing in the, the descriptor of Sasquatch does continued add mystery you know to you you haven't completely clarified it so 
Um, what, the Sasquatch? Anything. I mean, the Sasquatch is a mysterious creature. That's true. So just expect to see me romping through the woods at night, just catching minor glimpses. <laughs> nice. Um, well, thanks for joining us and for suggesting this idea of online dating. Um, it was, at first I was a little taken aback. I was like, what are we going to talk about? But then I started actually thinking about all of the different angles we could go with this. Mm -hmm. And I, as usual, I came up with a long, um, list of questions, but like, before we dive in, I first wanted to say, um, Stomping Jen and I are old. It's true. I'm almost 50. And this, <laughs> I know, and this idea of online um, dating is 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 foreign to me totally. Did they have online dating when we they just dating? Yeah, I mean, they just started to. So for Juicy D's um, edification, you and I started dating in 1996. Yes. Which is a hell of a long time ago. That is a long time ago. Um, and I don't know if they had a lot of online dating. they have, like, dating. Match.com? Did that exist? I, the internet wasn't really a thing in 1996. No. It was, like, you could have to go to the, like, carols at UMass and, like, yeah, this do is, U-mail and shit. And this is a long-winded way of me getting about to the point, is, like, I'm actually coming to this um, topic as a truly naive person in the sense that I've never experienced online dating so my my questions come from like this non-experiential place. Like I'm sitting outside of that world and right. like you know, like stomping Jen and I, you know, we did the we did the whole traditional meet space like kind of yes, you you meet somebody, you know, you you drool at them from a distance for a while, think about asking them out, and then you have to ask them out. I did drool. And then I lit my hair on fire to get your attention. <laughs> See, this is the world we come from. Where you light your hair on fire to attract a mate. Oh, boy. Oh, I don't know if I've ever liked someone enough to want to light myself on fire. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it was intentional. Yeah. I think I was playing with my lighter. Uh, um, <laughs> So like so we're we're old like our first date was this like really traditional thing where I was like you want to go get lunch like we got dinner and we went to like this Indian, Indian restaurant. restaurant we sat down we stared at each other awkwardly like That's and true. we what did we split the bill I don't know I don't know what happened I can't recall but it was like I think a, you abandoned me in the restaurant it was a, like a very traditional date when you think about it. You, you still have that like i mean so my current partner i'm like our first we had our first date and it was at um a middle eastern cafe and we had coffee and like food and the coffee was really it was really bad and it burned both of our eyes just being around it and we laughed at that and then ran away into the night <laughs> okay okay like it still happens like that it's just there are other options too if you want something else yeah and we we are gonna we are gonna talk a little bit about that um and when we think about online dating i'm sort of framing this in two buckets there are the um sites out there that are kind of like um okay cupid or um 
Christian mingle if you're into that whole Christian thing. What is um, it? The, what, the, what, uh, plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. Yep. Um, we know people on plenty of fish, right? Yeah. Um, so there's those, right? Um, those sites that are set up that are kind of there to facilitate, I think, in my mind, the more traditional um, dating experience, potentially. I, I, I've never been on those sites, so I don't know if there's a... A, um, a quick sex button or something on uh, OkCupid. Maybe there is. <laughs> um, and then there are these other, there's this other form of digital or online dating in my mind that I think of, um, which are these like meetup apps or quick um, or hookup apps, right? And they mm-hmm. actually are categorized as like geosocial. Geosocial? Um, yeah, apps for... <laughs> For intimacy, right? Or oh, um, like where you are. Yeah, stomping, uh, Jen. And another word for intimacy is sex. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yes, I um, thought it just meant cuddling on the couch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so the, uh, <laughs> you're I, blushing. I know. He's like sitting there, like I don't know how to put the words <laughs> I, out there. <laughs> I don't. Um, <laughs> so examples of those types of apps would be um, Grinder or um, Tinder, right? And I think Grinder is a a app that popped up in 2009 um, that was used in the um, um, the queer space um, for. Um, at the time, men to see um, other men who might be interested in meeting up. Um, so there's that. And then Tinder emulated a similar thing. So those are kind of what I- Isn't I've... Tinder like the swipe left or right? Or... Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. There's there's a whole bunch of others. So they're like, I'm just going to throw it out and say gay guys are pretty, uh, um, say, enterprising. So there's- Grinder, Growler, Scruff, Jack, Hornet, like the list goes on, but they're all basically the same thing. <laughs> Growler sounds interesting. <laughs> I like the name. <laughs> so the so Grinder is typically it, it it's pretty open. Growler is more towards like the bear community, so mm-hmm. older, larger, hairier guys. Scruff mm-hmm. is sort of like hairy but really muscular guys so they're like the wolves the otters the some bears yeah there's wolves and otters otters yeah so otters are typically thinner guys that are also hairy and then the wolves i don't know why i see them pop up but it's like they're just like either like really dominant or aggressive hairy guys i don't know what the distinction is there what is, is a non, wait, what is a non hairy guy called? Well, if they're younger, <laughs> then they could be a twink, or if they're like a little bit musclier, they could be a twunk, which is the twink and a hunk. They could be average. I'm trying to figure out what Sawtooth Frank is because <laughs> he's pretty hairless. <laughs> I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm thin enough to be a twink. I don't think you could be a twink. No. no. <laughs> this is fascinating. <laughs> you know, Personality-wise, you could still be like a daddy. You got the beard for it. I am old. I think I'm. Yeah. An, I think I'm an otter. I have a lot of hair. <laughs> <laughs> you could be an otter. Uh, um, you did your hair in a way today, stomping. I, Jen. Like I was telling you, bear. you look like some kind of creature. <laughs> so you have like ears on the top of your head. I like it. Um, I have to say, um, I love the creativity 
both of the names and kind of the the descriptors of the different um, members of of the community. It's very interesting to me. It's this weird, like, it's this weird sort of boundary making that we have that everyone has to fit in. After being upset about fitting into boxes, we then create more boxes that people have to fit in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say, are they ever used like in a, in a, a pejorative negative way? And that probably isn't a good thing either. Right. Oh yeah. No, there's, I mean, there's all sorts of like, there's always like in group out group sort of stuff, which is weird. Um, but especially like once you get into that online space where there's like a little bit of like a depersonalization, um, there's all the same, like all the things that are like negative in like straight dating happens in like queer and gay dating too. So like on Grindr, it's still unpleasantly common to see like no fats, no femmes, no blacks, no Asians as like a requirement in, in the profile. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it happens and it happens, I think less in some of the other queer communities, but it's still, you know, it's, it's still a thing that pops up. Um, so there's like, no, too fat, too hairy, too, or not hairy enough, or not fat enough, or mm. not tall enough. It, and, it's all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, people are entitled to their preferences, but there has to be a nicer way to say those things, right? That's what I think I'm hearing here. And, you know, if you may, you may not be into a certain body type or, you know, and you've got to be able, I think you have to, there's got to be a way to express that in an online platform that's not insulting or like intentionally hurtful to people, right? Yeah. I mean, it's also, I think, one of the things that I think was supposed to be liberating about, you know, queering up those experiences is that you get beyond that and you get to say like, no, I want to know the person. And like, maybe I should ignore some of the boxes that I've got, you know, like, or think about and be really careful and intentional about how, how I'm structuring my preferences. Right. Because preferences aren't, even though they feel deeply personal and inherent, they're not like society tells us what the standards are that we, that we want. They give us these, they give us the options to say, I'm attracted to this, not that, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's useful to at least question like our own preferences and to say, well, what am I attracted to and why? And then at least for me, it's keeping that in the back and saying like, well, maybe I should just talk to this person and see, maybe they, <laughs> maybe they're not what I would normally consider like attractive to myself, but there's something like it's worth getting to know them as a person. And then, Hey, what do you know that that attractiveness stuff kind of falls away a little bit. Um, That's a really good point. Um, one that I missed, I always miss the good points, which is that um, across time, right? What society tells us we're supposed to find desirable mm-hmm. and attractive changes. Right. It's true. You know, like we see that reflected in um, art. Yeah. Right as a, as a kind of a, a historical record of of the 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 images we're supposed to find that was you stomping. I know. I'm sorry. Burping. I didn't mean to make <laughs> yes, it. So I loud. find that incredibly I'm attractive. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah. So that that is a that is a really good point. Well, like the Botticelli Juicy. woman, you know, yeah. that like were you know larger, you know, more, you know girth to them as opposed to like 
the like um, twigs. What are they? The skinny models from the what oh, is it? The wave mod. Yeah, the nineties, like twig. Like what am I talking? Uh, about? Waifs. Waifs. Yeah. Yeah. Juicy, juicy D remembered that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Waves. Yeah. And that, I mean, that is a, I think in the point that juicy D made here, right, right. Is that, um, I think most people, when you talk to them would endeavor to want to look beyond the surface, right. Especially, um, if they're interested in, in meeting a, a partner, right? right. Um, for more than, just sex, right? Like you would want to kind of look beyond the surface and try to un- and get to know a person more. Um, right. Now, do do these apps allow for that kind of in their construction? And ha- has the intention of the apps evolved or opened up t- to allow more than that? Like some, like we were saying, these geo social apps were. I think initially started so people could meet up with each other more easily, maybe for casual sex encounters or whatever you want to call that. Um, And have they evolved to allow more interpersonal connection, I guess? Um, Yeah, I would say probably not, but but just thinking about like the sort of evolution and like for myself, I remember because I you know, wasn't too long after you were meeting that I was like hitting puberty and like, but also like, all right, I'm online. What do you do? You go to like gay.com. <laughs> uh, I should say, I should say, start off. Like I already knew I was queer really young. Uh, I, at the time I had two gay uncles. Like it was like, I knew everybody knew it was fine. There was nothing surprising happening. Um, can I ask, all- can I just ask how young you like at what age you thought you knew um you were gay oh god lord how forever i mean there's pictures of me like demanding like i would demand to wear like my mother's shoes and necklaces and just be queering up everything i had barbies rainbow brights and transformers and they were all fighting um there was (laughs) there was never like a real like yeah, I was, I was never going to be like a normal, <laughs> a normal straight, like little boy that just wanted to play with the G.I. Joe. Um, so I would say like, I was probably aware of it pretty early. I want to say like six, seven, maybe even before that, that I like consciously knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, because you, because you had um, the, um, you said the two gay uncles in your family, was it, easier for you to grow up as a child who knew you were gay that young i i mean i i think so yeah <laughs> I mean, just because like you know my mother was fine with it you know there was no like i wasn't like worried like oh she's gonna like disown me or anything like that mm-hmm. um, but also i guess just knowing like it like it's not some sort of like horrible like death sentence to um to be queer. Like, I know, I knew that like, it didn't mean that you grow up lonely or (laughs) anything like that, you know, because I saw, you know, examples of long-term relationships, Mm -hmm. uh, all those sort of things. I think it probably made it easier. Mm -hmm. Um, I could have the role models (laughs) that were living people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now 
I was terrible at in-person dating. Is is online dating like through these apps easier in some way? Oh, like I would say like a thousand percent yes, because <laughs> like it's only a screen, right? So like if you're sending messages out and you get rejected, whatever. It's it's not like you have to like look at that person. <laughs> right. Like and and hear that rejection. It's it's muted. Like if there's a rejection, it's probably gonna be a text, like or some form of text being sent or message within the app. It's not like it's just so much easier. It's so much yeah. less risk. And like, and I guess this, you know, goes out there. You don't you also don't have to focus on one person at a time. <laughs> right. You can, you can send out a dozen messages at the same time if you want. In fact, Grinder has like pre like like they have like canned messages. That's what most of the apps do where you can either save messages or they have like pre messages for you, or they have like an option that's uh, tapping or growling or woofing or whatever. So it just makes it easier to, you don't even have to say hi, you just hit tap, like open up the profile, tap a button and then move on and see if they respond. So, so you could be like, Hey, tap, tap. Woof. Woof. Stomping Jen, we need to incorporate more growling and woofing into our romantic life. We'd be terrible at this. We'd be like, I mean, there's like, so like, uh, let me open up. I know this is going to be a mistake because now I'm going to get like a thousand messages, but whatever. So, and we can, if you want, we can, um, we can delete your username later if, if you want to. <laughs> you tell us. It'll be fine. I just wanted to like go because there's. I don't think he was telling us oh. his username. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I wasn't going to. But like when Sorry, you're. <laughs> I don't um, know what, where his mind just went there. Like, what do you think was going to happen? I don't know. I thought he was going to open up a, an app and just tell us everything that was in there. Oh, I mean, it can't. Like, I mean, if you want to see, like, oh, oh, oh hang yeah. on. Turn off the blur. All right. Juicy D is about to hold up his cell phone and we're going to see something here potentially i'm excited i mean so this is the basic structure of it so this one is growler okay mm-hmm. i see a bunch of faces i see a um yeah torsos, you know, torsos. and then yep. you scroll down and you find the person that you want there we're were bears. there were like bear emojis and now I have to I have to add behind uh, Juicy D's cell phone is the most intricate and elaborate um, cat, cat tree I've ever seen. I so love how that we both noticed the cat this, tree. This is an amazing juxtaposition <laughs> of um, interests. Oh boy! Okay, so I see that. Um, so then you get to the message, and then it it it's a little hard to see because there's, mm-hmm. there's text here. So you just have yep. to pretend there's text. Okay. It's not a lot, but it tells you like how old they are, their height, weight, race, their dating status, what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And then there's this one option, which is to woof at some or growl at somebody. So it's like the lazy, and it gives you like a list of things like you'd want to say. So woof, grr, I'd like to see your private media. Hello, handsome. How are you? I'd love to have a play date with you. And then there's some that are like, I'd love to drink your bath water. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Is that a thing? I think it might that be. Is, that is not a thing. Okay, oh. thank God. <laughs> um, now, on this app that you just showed us, is there the swiping or is it set up differently? Well, there's not swiping in this one. Okay. Like sending a growl is the same thing. But okay. uh, the way that most of these work is that, so Tinder, um, when you swipe, it like only shows you who you match with. 
So it's like, you're only seeing people that you're interested in. So it reduces a little bit of the risk, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because then that person has already said they're also interested in you. So maybe it's not so bad. Um, None of the others really do that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. What I, what I, what I like about this, right, is that it takes away some of the uncertainty around the social cues that you might miss. And as I was thinking about our conversation, I was reminiscing about all of the um, missed um, sexual opportunities I had because I missed cues in college. Like, I have a long list, and Stomping Jen reminded me of this once. I was telling her about these... these um, meetups I had had with these women. And she's like, oh no, they totally wanted to sleep with you. <laughs> I was like, what? And I'm just going to, I'll read off a short list. Yeah, um, let's see if Dan agrees. All right. So there was this, there's this one girl in my class, a woman in my class, um, who's like, can I come over to your house and study? Right. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. We were in like science courses. So she gets over to my house. We sit down at the table. We're studying. She goes, can I see your bedroom? I was like, yeah, sure. Let's right. go out. We can go look at it. So I went up there, took her up there. I was like, oh, here it is. I said, you want to go back down and finish studying? <laughs> and she left. And I was like, she oh. Well. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was one incident. Yeah. Um, another one, this one, oh, man, if I had a time machine, I went over this, um, this woman's apartment to study. We were in her bedroom. We were in her bedroom. <laughs> And her roommate comes walking in wrapped in a towel with a glass of red wine. She goes, well, I'm going to be in the bathroom if you need anything. Uh, taking a bath. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, we're, we're just in here studying. Yeah. And her, her friends, <laughs> the girl I was there to see just looked at me. She's like, we're just going to study, huh? I was like, yeah, we've got a test coming up. Got to study. <laughs> totally missed it. In hindsight, I didn't even see it. Yeah. I didn't even see it. Let's see. Another one. It was a similar one around a tennis date that I had. And also, just just to show, um, there was a, a, a guy in my microbiology class who invited me over to his floor to study. Um, I went there. Studying. And, and I realized when, we, when I got there, I was on the LGBTQ floor. Went into his room, was studying. He was a little more direct. He, yeah, but That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> I had, yeah, I had, to- I had totally, but I had totally missed all the cues leading up to this. You know, like, um, let's meet at the library and study together. I had studied at the library with yes. him and all this stuff. And, you know, again, like, I am, I bring all this up because I am somebody who misses cues. And I think it might, I might. I don't say this jokingly, be a little on the spectrum somewhere when it comes to reading people. I, it, it blew my mind stomping, Jen, when you told me that these people were propositioning me or that these were potential opportunities. Oh, look what I ended up with here. It's lovely. I don't know how we ever hooked up. <laughs> well... I mean, it was a lot of hard work on your part. It was a lot of hard work. All right, but we're not here to talk about us. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm only bringing that up. I'm only bringing that these up as examples of that. Um, the old way of dating can be frustrating for the person who might be interested in another party, and the other person just isn't like picking up on it. Or, like, I mean, so being on an online dating app 
takes those, like you both know what you're here for, right? You're not here for studying. Yeah, like by virtue of being there, right? Right, And then there's the opportunities to exchange information about what you're you're interested in and what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot to it. I mean, I will say that it's also a little bit about the spaces that you're in, because if you go out to a gay bar or to a queer bar, uh, um, people are less shy <laughs> about, like, telling you that they're interested. Like, that, like, when you know, at least in my experience, it's been, like, as long as you're in that queer space and people know that it's safe, then they're like, oh, hey, I can talk to you and, and flirting is pretty, yeah, much more direct. <laughs> yeah. As soon as, as soon as it's like, there's like that safety bubble, which I think part of is part of what like pushed like the dating apps in the queer community faster. Um, it's like, I mean, like I can remember going into like the chat rooms and even that was like, you know, it was, it was safer than trying to talk to people outside mm-hmm. of that. Like, because if you weren't in a gay bar and you saw somebody, you don't know what their sexual orientation is and you don't know how they're going to respond to you flirting with them. Right. And, you know, having it be like on an app or a website, it makes it a lot easier. It's, you know, cause there's like that clear identifier. Like if you're, if you're talking to somebody on Grindr, they're like, they're there for a reason. <laughs> right. It's right. not, you know, there's not going to be like a gay bashing at the end of it. Um, yeah what i'm just thinking um have you ever sorry i'm just thinking about this this question um do people ever represent themselves inaccurately on these these online dating sites in 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 your experience and have you been in a situation where you were expecting something based on the information you exchange with somebody and you show up and find out this this is not what i was interested in yeah oh yeah all the time all the time men are terrible (laughs) i I mean i had someone i mean like so yeah i'll just say like i had somebody send me a picture of my own dick that said it was theirs and i'm like nope i know that one i know that one really well (laughs) that's mine (laughs) oh my god (laughs) wait how did they i don't I don't even know if I want to just, ask. Yeah, ask that like, question. Ha, ha, How, how'd they get a picture of yeah. your dick? Oh, because it sent it to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> like, so if we talk about like sort of how you greet people, that is one way that people greet others sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not my personal style. I usually like to wait a little bit, but eventually, especially if you're talking about like a hookup, like, they're gonna be like hey show it off and like i like mine i'm kind of happy with it so i'm like yeah here it is great (laughs) um (laughs) but you're also sending it out into the internet um i've had pictures of mine like get put onto a blog at one point (laughs) try and get them taken down Mm -hmm. it's a whole thing it happens a lot Mm. Uh, so there's that part of it um there's also like the part where you're talking to somebody and you think you've got a good handle on them um I have like so many horror stories. Like, just the list goes on. But I have one one person who like mid coitus, uh, they just shouted out, "Oh yeah, slam me with that n word, dick." Mm-hmm. Oh my! You're just like, oh no, no, sir, you are very white, and we're not saying that. That's done. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, um, 
boy, I can imagine must be feeling so much in a moment like that. Um, (laughs) like literally like, um, how do you, like, do you just stop and you're like, no, this is not right. Leave. Yeah. I mean, that was my approach (laughs) to be like, yeah, Oh, that's not okay. I think I'm done here. Um, and now like, I'm also a large person, so I'm not like, I wouldn't be like physically afraid in that scenario, but that does introduce an element of risk, especially if you're, you know, on the smaller side, like what happens if you do try to stop things or what happens when things go South, right? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was going to say that a situation like that could represent the potential for a lot of danger. Um, And, you know, like, like you said, Juicy, you're, you're, you're a larger person. I think you could probably handle yourself against most people. Like, if that did turn, you know, physically dangerous, but maybe other people, that's not the case. Yeah. And I mean, there's all sorts of methods for like how to handle it. So some people have like the buddy system where you tell somebody, Hey, this is where I'm going. This is when to check in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's apps that you can use that also set like your location and have like a check-in um, and things like that. So like, if you suddenly went missing, <laughs> it would send out like a message to somebody or if you didn't like respond, like mm-hmm. in the affirmative, I'm okay. Um, and you know, there's, it's always, it's sort of, you have to really negotiate and like do your best to make sure that you're in as safe a position as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's weird. I don't think there's any primers or at least I didn't find one or use one. It's sort of just figuring it out on your own. But I mean, when I was, you know, starting out, you know, young and stupid and like, oh yeah, it's two o'clock in the morning. Let's drive to this stranger's house in another city and see what happens. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> yeah. But, and, yeah. and I guess part of me is like that, that situation you described to me, right. Is like, I don't even, I don't even know if in my mind that would be acceptable with any kind of consent. Right. What I'm trying to ask, I guess, is it is it important to talk with people ahead of time before about what your boundaries are? And, but I mean, there's always there's always negotiation that happens before usually, yeah. um, and it, I think it almost starts depending on what what app you're using and how you're meeting this person. Because some people will be very explicit about what they want and what they don't want right in their little profile that tells you what they want to do sexually or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have those conversations and then at least for me, it's a little formulaic. Um, and then you say, hi, how's it going? Da, da, da. What brings you on here? We already know the answer to that, but then they express it and you're like, Oh, cool. Me too. I like that, 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 whatever it is, but it's, a, it's a, it's a form. It's a, it's a pretty, it's a scripted exchange mm-hmm. <laughs> that gets you to what do you want to do? And then you also, at least for me now, uh, it's like, what are your boundaries? What are things that you don't like? Right. <laughs> um, you know, cause it almost does act as like a checklist of like, you know, I want these five things today. Um, and you know, if you talk with somebody the next day, they're like, no, I only want two of them or no, here's seven other things. Like mm-hmm. it is kind of nice that it gets you like, what's your mood today is what you get. <laughs> um, but the, those things are there, which again, it's easier to have that conversation when it's depersonalized, but it's still good to have. I don't think I asked that enough when I was younger. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
again, coming from this place of total naivete right around this. Um, so I, I have trouble even imagining, right, what it's like to meet up with somebody for a, a date knowing that, um, you know, you're, the goal is just intimacy, right? Physical intimacy. Um, is this like an awkward thing? Is it freeing? Is it something else? And he- do though, I think I heard you say this, your, your feelings around that may have changed over time and evolved. And, but I'm just like, that, it's so fascinating to me because it's so outside of my wheelhouse right. of experience. I mean, sometimes you're not even meeting for a date. Like they're just going to show up and sex is going to happen. Like there's no preamble, mm-hmm. you know, and there are some people who have that as a preference and they usually say it. So it's like, Let's say, like, I just want anonymous, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, cool. Um, I mean, it's it's only as awkward as you want it to be, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you're you're there. You've you've talked to this person at least a little bit. You know what you're doing. Um, But I think there's always a little bit of like, oh, hey, I, you know, I'm just gonna meet this person, and so there's there's still a little bit of negotiation. I still start out with like a hi. <laughs> I like, I'm a person, you're a person, shake mm-hmm. hand. Um, but it, it really does depend on the level of, I mean, cause there's the physical intimacy. There's also the emotional and mental mm-hmm. uh, intimacy. And so you sort of have to navigate, like, what do you want mm-hmm. in there? Um, I don't know how to, All I can think of is what happens if you hook up with somebody thinking like, oh, it's just like an anonymous hookup. And then like you like interview for a job and they work next to you. Like what, like how, how do you, how does that, are those situations common or uncommon or like I... (laughs) I've never encountered that multiple times. Um, (laughs) The job interview, they take out a picture of your penis. So not on a job interview, but, you know, people who became coworkers or people who were coworkers. And then afterwards you go to meet up with someone and you hadn't necessarily seen a recent picture of them. And you're like, Oh, that's okay. Um, I mean, it happens. It's a little awkward, but I think, I think it happens enough that it's less awkward because you're just like, Oh yeah, this, this has happened before. Mm-hmm, Even mm-hmm. if it's not to you, it's happened to somebody else. Cause everyone has stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone in their gaggle has like, mm-hmm. you know, you all talk about it at some point. Um, so it happens. <laughs> uh, it doesn't get any, again, I think it's only as awkward as you make it. Like where you just like, okay, yeah, I, I know right. that person. I've seen them naked and stuff. And, you know, unless it was like a horrible time with them, yeah. I guess. That might be awkward. (laughs) Do you ever either yourself or you're the subject of like wanting more of a person, you know, like, I guess I'm saying is you, you, you have met up with somebody. It was just like a one-time thing. Right. But then you're like, Oh, I really like that person or somebody is like, comes obsessed with you. And like, then you have to re. Like, is it, does that ever get weird that way? Like you get stalkers or people come after you or. Yeah, I mean, yes, that both of those things happen. Um, I'll say for me, 
it's been a while since like I accidentally caught feelings like for myself. And that's terrible when you do, cause you're like, wait, no, we didn't sign up for this. This wasn't supposed to happen. And then you run away. Uh, or at least I do where I'm like, nope, I'm just going to throw those away. The whole thing done. <laughs> <laughs> this very like un unemotionally intelligent way of dealing with like being attracted to somebody and wanting more. Mm-hmm. So I did that a lot. Like in my early twenties, that was like every, every few months. It was just like, wow, this is really fun. Oh, I like that. Per- oh no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also some interactions where like, I guess the, the people or the person that you're with, there's like situationally, they can't give more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to, like they might be in a relationship or like there might be a something yeah. something going on preventing them from engaging more. Yeah, that's a nicer way of saying it. I fucked a lot of married men and <laughs> um it you know sometimes you don't know until after. <laughs> um but you're like no this is just the physical side, right? Mm-hmm. And you know not judging anybody's relationship um you know on that end but um, there are like, it does happen. It also does happen that people become like attached to you and you're not in that space. And that's always a hard thing to navigate. Yeah. Like I'd rather not <laughs> right now. Um, and then you just have what's called ghosting, which yeah. is you just ignore every message that that person sends until they stop sending messages, which is a horrible thing to do. But I think anyone who's done online dating of some form has also done that at least once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and you're not the first queer man I have heard say before, like I've had a lot of married men interested in me or I've been with married men. And like, what's interesting to me about that, right. Is there seems to be, um, and I've thought about this, like these, these apps, these dating sites, um, and, you know, the truck stops back when people were meeting up on, you know, on highway rest stops, like. Department store bathrooms. Yeah, there's, 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 has always been a problem with making um, uh, sexual desire a binary, right? You're either interested in men or you're either interested in women. There's no in between. And like a lot of people, I think, don't, who get into relationships don't know how to, don't know how to have conversations with their partners about um, maybe where they are on that spectrum, right? And what maybe their their needs are. And are you can, talking you know, about bisexuals? Yes, oh. <laughs> but also, but also, um, the ability to have a conversation with your partner about like. I'm in a committed relationship with you, right? Um, you're you're a woman, right? But you know, once in a while, I need I need to go out and be with a man or something, right? Like mm-hmm. people, but then they have to sneak around, right? Like, and what I'm hearing, I, I think, um, Juicy tell us is he's seen a lot of married men sneaking around. I think he meant married gay men. No, no. no. Well, okay. the ones I guess that would be straight. That's how I that's how I took it. All right. We both interpreted um, that differently. So I'm, but, just, I'm glad you asked that question. But it's also like it's not necessarily that it's cheating, right? They could be in an open relationship, but yeah. they're not looking to add more partners. It's just the side, you know, it's just yeah. the go out, have fun, and then come back. 
Um, you know, so there could be, you know, the ethically non-monogamous group, the polyamorous group, and then the unethically monogamous, which is the cheating part, which is the sneaking around. And usually those guys will identify themselves pretty early and say, like, there's all sorts of like code phrases that people will use. So sometimes they'll just say like married, married by need discreet, which tells you like that person is not told whoever they're married to, like what's happening. As soon as you see someone say like discreet, that's generally a good, in, a good indicator that they're trying to cheat. And that's when you just ignore those. Yeah. But not everyone will also say that they're married or they could lie. Um, so you don't know until later, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is always, again, you have to sort of take people at what they're willing to tell you, yeah. but, you know, think carefully about it too. Again, men are terrible. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's that's that. But yeah, that's interesting to me. What? Um, no, just all what Juicy just told us. Um, You're processing over there. Yeah, I'm processing. <laughs> processing. Yeah, um, and I'm still like, I'm still caught up on this procedurally, like having sex with somebody you just met. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I I'm don't just, think it's for everybody. I'm remembering. Um, no, GC told us, like, yeah, you, you shake hands, have a little chit chat, and then get down to, you know, like, to me, again, like, I'm. It is, You're not built that way. I'm not built that right. way. He can't put himself in that mindset because he is does not operate like, under those parameters. Is that, is that something that you get, I guess, used to with exposure and experience and you, you realize, because what I'm trying to situate this in is a larger um, message that society gives us, right. About um, non-committed relationship sex, right. That we should feel shame about it, that we're sluts, whether we're men or women, if we're just having sex for pleasure, right. Like, and, and, you know, like, I grew up in this incredibly sex-negative environment that I think in, impacted my ability to be able to be more free, right? Mm-hmm. Like, with myself in situations. So, I'm just like, again, like, it's amazing to me that people can do that. I think part of it is, like, the, the place that you start. Um, yeah. But I mean, even from a framing standpoint, if I was like, if I grew up in like a really religious home um, and, you know, sex was only for procreation, well, I primarily sleep with men. None, none of that is going to result in a baby. I, sex is always for pleasure. <laughs> um, so like from that point, there's that. There's also, I think, and I don't know if this is individual, generational, I don't know if it's based on sexuality, but there's definitely a there's definitely a difference bet- or a disconnect, I think, between physical intimacy and emotional intimacy. <laughs> and for actually, it's probably because it's a lot of guys who are all emotionally stunted um, who are engaging in this, that <laughs> it's a lot of emphasis on that physical intimacy and not so much on the emotional until later. It's like, I don't know how to. Yeah. You know, I'll say I've never dated somebody that I haven't had sex with before dating Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. for the most, for the most part, it's usually 
sex that leads to dating rather than the other way around. Hmm. Um, but there's also definitely, a, there's also a distinct difference between like hookup sex, which is just sort of, I don't know, scratching an itch. Um, it's, and, you know, grinder make all of those geosocial apps make that really easy to do because you can see who's nearby. Um, <laughs> you go, ha, ah, less than five miles away. Great. Um, and you have that versus the dating, which is like becoming like trusting someone and getting emotionally comfortable and revealing yourself and fearing rejection and all those things that normally happen right. <laughs> in those relationships. It happens later, which is, I don't know, nice, but also, also terrifying. I don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> What's the longest you ever traveled um, to hook, hook up with somebody farthest? I'm curious. <laughs> Did it involve a plane flight? Uh, no, but it was Utica. So Utica. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so like I met this guy. He, well, he started messaging me. We were at the same party. <laughs> and it's still easier than talking to somebody. So you just open up the app and send them a message and see if they're interested. Um, but he was from Utica. So Two weeks later, I drove out to yeah. like. Wow. So I yeah. guess there's that. Um, yeah, sex is an incredibly powerful force. It'll make you drive. Like after stomping Jen, um, uh, in introduced me into the world of physical pleasures. Um, <laughs> Lovely. I drove. I drove six and a half hours um, to go visit you over over a winter break through a snowstorm. No, you left before. The oh, I left during the snowstorm. Oh, I guess it's not that powerful then. I was afraid of the <laughs> snowstorm. <laughs> no, but my point is, like, I was like, okay, um, I've got to drive. Just because you wanted to see me, it was. But it was pre-internet. Remember, folks, it, was it wasn't like FaceTime. <laughs> it, it was pre-internet. It was also because I wanted to see you. I was fascinated with you. Right. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, you're the per first person to ever fascinate me. Oh, um, goodness. But I also was like, I was also being driven by this new um, <laughs> new world I had discovered with you um, of, of, of physical pleasures. And I was like... Sorry, mom and dad. I was like six, <laughs> I was like six and a half hours, no problem. So you got into my little Dodge Colt um, and, and drove... Drove all the way down there oh to God. see. Him. Yeah. So, I mean, if you were just going for just physical intimacy, there's all, I don't know if everyone else has this. I think they do. I've talked to at least my gaggle of gays and it's, everyone's got something similar, which is like the formula of like how long you're willing to drive versus like how good and how long the sex will be. <laughs> And it's sort of like there's like a the ratio. There's like a equation yeah, like, that you fill out in your head. I like that, like because you don't want you don't want to like drive somewhere for like like if you want to drive like an hour for like a twenty minute hookup and then you drive back. That's like two hours of your time wasted for like twenty minutes of whatever. That's not worth it, right? So you like flip that so that it's basically you need like doing the math out. Like it's like it's double a cost benefit. Yeah. So analysis. I'm, yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting be, down. <laughs> yeah, like the ratio has got to be like, I would say probably like at least one to one, if not one to two in terms of traveling distance. Like, right. 
or right. traveling time versus like sexy time. But, but that, you know. yeah, but going back to something you said, like we shouldn't feel shamed for wanting to scratch that itch, right? If we're if we're doing it safely, if we are doing it consensually, legally, all of those things. Like why why do so many people feel shame about this? This is the thing they grapple with. I don't know. It comes down to the slut shaming thing. Like we're still all Puritans, right? Like, I mean, if you look at our attitudes compared to other countries, even other Western countries, like we we got the Puritans. That's where we started, and we still have those attitudes towards sex, where it's like, oh, that's that's bad, that's dirty. Um, like movie ratings is the same thing. Like movies, oh god, there was some, there was like some nudity that must be rated R. But like, did somebody just get exploded and then like it's true. a dinosaur eats like their remains? Like. That's- no. That's so true. Yeah. Because we have this discussion all the time because what we allow our kids to watch, really at this point, the only thing we censor is like what we term as inappropriate, which is basically sex. Yeah. But they can watch these things where people, like you just said, the violent as anything. Can I just say something about that? Like one of the reasons is like, I feel like... And I'm not saying exposure to violence in a young age doesn't fuck you up, right? But like I was I was exposed to porn at a pretty young age, right? And like I think it fucked up a lot of my conceptions about what like healthy, normal I don't even want to use the word normal, but what healthy sex so looks like. I- yeah. So sorry not to have therapy uh, yeah. here on the Soft Serve podcast, but I think it also had to do with the way that you were discussed and dialogued around sex. Absolutely, 100%. So if you have that healthy dialogue with your kids and then you're watching something and they're like, there's kissing or whatever sex happening on the yeah. screen, I think it's a lot easier to dialogue around that. Good point. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. that's a complete aside. Yeah, that's Not a good point. Like there's, um, you want to talk about sociology too. Um, so there's a book by Amy Shallot um, that talks about like Not In My House and talks about um, the sort of different families and their approaches based on the country that they're in to like talking about sex and when sex can happen and how it happens. And um, the, the Dutch families like talking about like, yeah, sex is, you know, sex and they conflate, you know, physical and emotional intimacy and they talk about it and they say it's normal and it's okay. And it's better to have that relationship, you know, safely within a home. So like, that's fine. Have sex indoors versus the American context where it's like, yeah, of course you have to lose your virginity in a car or out in a field somewhere or, (laughs) you know, yeah. Because God forbid you do that at home where it's dirty. And if you don't have the, that conversation you don't know <laughs> um you know it's always awkward and weird and you know it, yeah. it gets to that like as long as you can talk about it then i think it's fine where you can say oh that's not normal <laughs> um you know if you're watching a particular scene and there's something wrong with that and mm-hmm. you can break it down and say like why what was missing was it consent was it you know equal or mutual satisfaction was there those sort of things you can break that up and make it easier. Yeah. Learning opportunities. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, part of me, like I think about this, like everybody who has their beliefs, right. Thinks Mm -hmm. they're right. Mm -hmm. Like start there. Right. And then you try to shoot the through line and try to find what the truth is through all of this. And like, for me, 
the word that keeps coming up, right? Um, a couple of words that keep coming up, I think, are are, are consent, mm-hmm. right? And uh, legal, right? I think I think that's a good framework for as we defined it at least as society, right? Like you probably shouldn't. Uh, you should be make sure you're having relationships with people who uh, can legally make those decisions, right? Mm-hmm. About what they do with their own bodies, right? Okay. I think. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, I have no idea what you're saying. I'm saying I can't make sense of any of this, and sex confuses <laughs> and scares me. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's Ugh, true. That's true for D. you. I'm Ju- so glad we're having this conversation. <laughs> How do I make sense of this juicy D? I'm I'm spinning over here out of control. I I do not know. Uh, I barely know how to make sense of sex myself, and I you know mm-hmm. I consider myself pretty open to a lot of things. But then if you're trying to frame sex as like how do you how do you process it, then yeah, I would say start with legal and. <laughs> Also consensual. Um, but honestly, I would say, I mean, even what sex is, is different for different people. There are some people that really like frauding and just were like. Frauding? Yeah. What is what? that? What is that? Um, it's when you rub yourself on people, but usually while you're still clothed. Oh. Um, that could be interesting. Get over here, stomping Jen. Oh my God. <laughs> Stop. Um, <laughs> Poor Juicy D. <laughs> well, it's not it's not even the weirdest thing I've seen today. You're fine. <laughs> um, uh, go ahead. But, but I mean like the Right. There are people that are into I guess you call them kinky relationships, and there are a ton of things that aren't even really sexual that they find sexual gratification in, right? So like um service submissives that do things like cleaning a house. Um and like there's nothing necessarily innately sexual about doing it, but the process is sexual to them. And that's what, where you derive pleasure. And so like, mm-hmm. even, even saying things that like it, I guess just to say sexual gratification doesn't need sex. So it gets even more complicated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, fewer, the fewer boundaries or checkboxes you have, the better maybe. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. Um, it's a great topic for you, Satu. I know. <laughs> it's just like I'm like an alien visiting a planet. This is so beyond him. An alien visiting a planet full of sex. That's oh what I'm God. like. Yeah, and <laughs> sex that's weird. Don't that, that's the part. But I I'm even trying to stay away from words like weird. Um no, I'll um, I'll do it. You I'll will. It. I will hundred percent say this. All right, so I'm gonna say Maybe the third or fourth message I ever got on Grinder way, way back in the day was just the line, can I pay you $50 to fart on me? Oh, my gosh. The that answer is my, yes, right? Well, at that time, I said no. And now I'm like, wow, that was dumb. That was 50 bucks. You could have like, done it. <laughs> Prostitute your, your gastrointestinal yeah, um, processes. Yeah. I mean, that... that that is certainly something that's, I guess you could think of as weird. Right, Stomping John? I fart on you all the time. Where's my uh, payment? <laughs> Do I have to pay you $50 now every time that happens? I'm going to be broke. I mean, like, and it, 
I would say it's not even necessarily the act that was weird. Just like the, not even a hello, not a hi, uh, not yeah. anything else, no, nothing to like warm up to that. It was just, that was the mess. And you're like, okay, I appreciate the directness, but also no. And then sort of, I don't know how to say that. I always internalize it. I was like, what made, what made him think that I wanted to be paid money to fart on him? What was, what did I put <laughs> in my profile? What was in the background? Um, but there's always these like conversations because there's like a whole language that you have to learn. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you mentioned there was like not even a high, like, is there an economy of communication that's important? Like, you know, are you somebody who values a, hey, how you doing? Like, is that important to you as somebody who is potentially going to meet up with somebody and be intimate or maybe more like... Yeah, I don't know why I feel like this, but I 100% do where it's like, I just want someone to say like a hello or a hi before anything else. Just like a mm-hmm. yeah, a recognition that I'm a person. Right. I proceed with all of you. Like, you know, I get pissed. I get pissed when the cash register attendant at Starbucks doesn't say hello to me. Like, I, you know, I at least would expect it from an intimate situation. Hmm. Oh, I guess we, we're a little opposite. I want it from like the before intimacy. I don't care if the Starbucks person says that. whatever. They're just being paid and they're probably not happy to be there. This person should be happy. I should be happy. We should all be happy. Yeah. And that's where I want to be like, hey, just a hi, just a hello. Mm-hmm. Instead, you know, a lot of times guys will start off with like, here's a picture of my genitals. Here's my butt. Here's my penis. Uh Here's a dozen pictures of my penis from different angles so you can see the highlights of it. I don't know why, but it happened. Um, Is there like an art to the penis selfie? Yeah. 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 Well, let me, there's not, I guess there is an art to it, but there's like some basic rules of like, rarely does anyone want to see a flaccid penis. I don't know why that, that crops up every once in a while. Yeah. It's just Um, gross. Use lighting, like make sure that it's like, visible (laughs) um they're also weird like when people want to talk about size and like sometimes you'll see like someone will take a picture next to like a remote control or something and be like (laughs) we have numbers we have have measurements for this you could just say it (laughs) because now it's like why did you like did you wash that off after did you wipe it down imagine when you bring that remote back to um cox cable oh my god and you can be like (laughs) You're being silly. I have imbibed this remote with its namesake. I have a question. Yes, please. about sorry, I I forgot it and then I just remembered it. Um, about the the language like you were just referred to because like you're using a lot of terms that we've never heard of, right? And how does one learn that language? Is that just from being in the community? Like, do you need like does it come with a handbook? Do you like open up the app and has like a definition and a glossary of terms? Like, how does it would be wonderful if there was a good handbook. Um, <laughs> it would have saved me a lot of trouble learning uh, water sports doesn't mean swimming. <laughs> yeah. That once. Um, and so those sort of things where it's just like, oh, that's not. Um, you learn it sort of by being present in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we're talking about online and there's a lot of like, Googling urban early on, it was urban dictionary, looking up certain things and being like, Oh, that's what that is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are also like codes. You really see like people 
have like, ooh, do you like to party? And then you have to understand what that means, which means that's a drug reference, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it usually means- oh right. Jeez. And that's when you see like party has a capital T in it. And that tells you like, oh, that's what you're looking for. Okay. Uh, or they'll say like, oh, I like to go skiing, which also means drugs. Um, <laughs> that one's just cocaine. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I got that one. I didn't get that. I got that <laughs> yeah. one. Because um, there's a lot like, you know, PMP, which is party and play. Um, but then there's like FF, which I didn't really get before. They like F and then like, I want like F fucking, but just two F's together and it's fist fucking, but I didn't know that for a while. It took a while to be like, Oh, that's what you mean. Okay. Hmm. I learned one term. What? Docking. Docking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. Do you know what that is? No. It's when, um, <laughs> take, take two penises and you put them, put them, um, tip to tip. Uh, he's demonstrating with, his with fingers. my fingers. Yeah. That's docking. Yeah. Uh, well, there's, there's another step to that. Oh, that, you're missing. Please, <laughs> please <laughs> go on. One person needs to be uncircumcised oh. so that you can put the head of the penis into. Oh, that makes way more sense. Oh, that makes you're talking. way more. I sense. think what I described might be bumping, or <laughs> better term. Maybe there's a different sword fighting. Sword, <laughs> sword fighting. Okay. Okay. That I is, learned something. That is interesting. <laughs> hmm. The more you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, you gave us you gave us an absolutely horrific example of a meetup that went bad. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you could top that one. Um, but I, I was I was curious if um, any in your mind stand out alongside that example you gave us or exceed that example you gave us because uh, um, oh god i mean sex is always weird so like it like doesn't matter like there's always those those potentials for awkwardness um it was uh well i think one time i was with somebody and this was when we were both like younger and this was, he was supposed to have like the home to the house to himself and his mother came in while we were on the couch. Um, oh, no. So that was a fun one. That was, uh, that was him coming out and, um, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Mom, yeah. I have something to tell you. Oh no. <laughs> and my, my, my friend juicy D here, um, will tell you for me. Did you just like show yourself out the window? <laughs> like, <laughs> see ya. It wasn't even like, there was like there wasn't even time to react. It was literally she was in the room there, and she shrieked, and we were both like, "What? <laughs> What's happening?" Okay, this is awkward. Uh, let's get dressed. I'm I'm gonna leave now. Yeah. Um, Did she say anything to you as you left? No, no. She was just like, like she was like saying, like she was talking to herself oh, in the no. kitchen, like just like. <laughs> Just like having this little break. <laughs> oh my God. And it was just like one of those, like, are you okay to stay here? <laughs> She's near the sharp pointy things. Oh my yeah. goodness gracious. Like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. So it's like, okay, good luck. All right. See ya. That was good of you to ask that. Did you follow up after? Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. Well, it's like, I mean, it was like a, 
it wasn't the first time that we'd been together. Okay. So like, okay. Okay. It was just that, that was just the surprise. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, is that okay? Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now. <laughs> um, do you now. ever, one question I had, and you kind of answered this actually was, I was thinking about like the information security angle of online dating and like you told us, I think when you shared with us, somebody had shared a picture of your own um, dick with you. Like, like so clearly there's a uh, security issue there or a, an information control issue. Um, and I, I was like, I was thinking to myself, like, I know if I ever used one of these websites or apps, like if I ever decided to run for office or do something public, like I, I'm sure people would come out of the woodwork screenshots and all sorts of things like that um so it is something do you worry about it i mean or do you just you deal with the situations as they pop up i mean i i would say i worried about it before and that sort of just kind of fell away with like the realization that at least at that time like that's the option that you have and people are still going to ask for pictures. Like it's going to happen because mm-hmm. part, especially if it's just for physical intimacy, like you want to see, <laughs> you want to see what you're signing up for. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So here it is. Um, I think now I, I guess I just think of it as being something so common that. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to ask that. Are, are we moving to a place where, um, there's more normalization around, you know, people and how, what they want sexually and how they get it. And, you know, it, it it's not as much of a scandal anymore, as long as you're engaging in legal consensual sex with people. Like it feels less scandalous to me, I guess, as an outside observer. Yeah, I mean, I think it's less scandalous depending on who you are, right? So, like, straight white guys usually get away with whatever. You know, it's like, ah, well, sex with whoever, what a shame, but, like, is it that bad? Right. Um, Versus, you know, other, like, queer people who, I'm thinking about, like, Alex Morse's, like, that whole situation, Mm -hmm. um, you know, where it was consensual sex, but still (laughs) got got run through and it was something dirty and people were making all sorts of um, comments about like hookup culture and queerness. And, you know, it was. Yeah. It's it much. Yeah. That is a really interesting example. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, when that, that story broke for people who are listening to this, who, who don't live in Massachusetts, who may not know this, um, we had a mayor, um, an openly gay mayor of one of our cities out here, um, a really big Western Massachusetts city, and um, he he was he was effectively, uh, from remembering yeah, he was correctly, he, he was running for Congress. Something. Yep, and um, he was single, and he um, and young and young, and and happened to date. Um, uh, people around his age, a little bit younger, um, and and a, some of those were college students. And anyways, there was this, um, and he he was also teaching, I think, at one of the universities. But he was very careful to draw um, 
very hard lines between not dating his own students and all of that stuff. He did everything he was supposed to do as a professional, right? Mm -hmm. And still have a, a personal sex life. Anyways, there was this whole this whole scandal erupted over this. Um, um, and I was quick to condemn him being like, oh, look, another politician um, and their dick got them in trouble, right? And then um, Juicy um, very nicely pointed out to me, he's like, well, hold on, this smells funny. And, and for a lot of the reasons you just were talking about, like, you know, um, he might be being set up here and we need to wait and see what happens. And, and it turns out he was totally vindicated, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think it it talks to a lot of the negative um, perceptions that are pushed about um, about single gay men, right? Um, you know, being you know overly promiscuous, I guess, and also, um, you know, I I I've, I learned something about slowing down and and thinking about my own um, buying into narratives that are pushed upon me and I may not even be aware of them. And I don't Your know. biases. My biases. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think even it was just, even the conversations that were happening and they're still happening yeah. around it um, where it's just this idea that politicians must be chased. You have to be either celibate or married. <laughs> um, but especially when it comes to like, you know, if somebody wants to have a hookup, and everyone is consenting and there's not coercion happening. Yeah. It's great. Um, and it's fine and it should be celebrated. I don't want to celebrate, but like it should be fine and everyone should be fine with it. Um, and it's weird. I don't know. It's weird that there's always that hang up of like, mm -hmm. Ooh, what if we, what if, you know, and that was the thing. There was all sorts of like, what if, you know, like this is what Alex does as a mayor. What happens when what happens when he's in Congress and like those sort of conversations? Like nothing would nothing, change. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I mean, there's always like the the sort of like you know talking about who gets to be sexually free. Like for men, ah, the conquest. They've they've done their job. They've gone out hunting and returned. Um, th there's all that like sort of weird machismo that still happens in mm -hmm. queer spaces, too, which is weird. It's like, I thought we were better than that, but we're not. <laughs> um, and, you know, where women still get the short end um, and even happens for, for gay men, it tends, it's like the person who's the receptive, like the bottom gets like the short end of the stick um, and like, ah, well, they're a slut. They've let everybody fuck them. And it's like, well, doesn't that make everyone who fucked them also a slut? Like what? <laughs> right. That that's, but right. they're still bottom all over the place, and that that ties in with misogyny yeah. pretty well, which is upsetting. Um, yeah. And it happens. Are people just terrible? Yes. 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 Really? Yeah. Yeah. This is a problem I have. Why? I want people to be better. I think. Well, you know, all we can do is be responsible for ourselves. Hmm. It's too much. I can't. I'm too much. 
I can't be responsible for myself. I need to worry about other people. That's easier. You can't worry about what other people are doing. Hmm. You can only worry about yourself. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think I like that. Um, That's bad sex. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So safety. That's important too. Like physical safety when we're, when we're dating online. Right. And we're using these apps. And I was looking at, um, I was, I was looking at some, some websites earlier today that talk about steps you can take to be safer. I'm going to read some of these um, juicy. I want to know if they align with what your experiences in kind of say, staying safe out there. Um, and hopefully if there's anybody out there listening to this um, who's considering um, dating online, using these apps, you know, you'll listen carefully to this. All right. You talked about this, getting the pictures, right. And maybe getting multiple, multiple pictures. Um, so you can confirm if there's any funny business going on. Right. Like you, yeah. like you mentioned, you got a, a picture of your own penis and you're like, now hold on a minute here. <laughs> something is, something is something not right. Something is amiss. Something yeah. is up. <laughs> trying to make a terrible joke here. <laughs> okay. All um, right, let's move on. All right. No, this says ask, for, this says ask for a phone number as a way of validating identity. Do we like this one or not? Not really. I don't think that's necessary. I mean, like, I guess it depends on what you're doing. Um, yeah. Typically, that's like if you're going to date yeah. someone, like you're going with that long-term intimacy, then you would. But if it's just a hookup, yeah. no, it's sort of silly because you can just spoof a number, like grab grab like a Google Voice number mm-hmm. and then your date number. So it's sort of weird to say like, oh, yeah, get a phone number to prove who they are. <clears throat> that's interesting. I wouldn't know how to spoof a number. Stomping Jen. Juicy D. All right, this one says FaceTime um, or video video chat video with chat. the person ahead of time, just to to no. That doesn't usually. That's yeah. That's not a that's, that's not, not a, thing. a thing. It sounds like this was written by somebody who has never Probably done never this before. Wait, well, what's this one? To share your location with a friend. You talked about that. Yeah. Yep. Tell yeah. a friend you're going on a date. Yeah, and I think these are also there's different audiences. Um, like I can't speak for like the straight woman or like the queer woman experience. So some of those might be more, they want to be more cautious too. So maybe that's, maybe that's a thing. Yeah. Now this, I'm just, just for context, this article was written, uh, was published in men's health. Um, it says eight ways to make your grinder hookups safer. (laughs) I I think. All right. Well then. (laughs) I, I, you don't like this article? Well, let's just go through it. Let's finish. Right, we'll just go through the list. You're number um, five. So far, we're two for two. All right. I, I mean, two for four. All right. What's we're five? batting 50% with real world experience, which is not bad. Um, use an app that has mandatory photo verification. I don't even know what that means. Um, so typically, what they would do is, well, there's a couple different ways. One is like, tinder connects with facebook right so you can pull photos from that oh, but you can right. also verify yourself on tinder i don't think you can verify yourself on grinder so that's a weird that's weird advice okay okay um <laughs> all right it's chappy <clears throat> it's just the talking photo. about something called chappy yeah it says maybe you you do that through some kind of third party app. Oh. that sounds like too much work yeah that's way more than yeah it. no 
Right. And I think Chappie would be for English dudes. <laughs> Chappie. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or like motorcycle yeah. chaps. Now, this one seems to make sense. And I think Juicy D confirmed this. Um, talk about what you want to do before the meeting. Yeah, absolutely. That's important. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Um, leave his apartment or get him out of your apartment if you're not into what's happening. You yep. told us about that. Yep, you did tell us yep. about that. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Yep. <laughs> yep. Consent is not is not a one time thing. It's a con. It's a it's a continual negotiation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, that's a good point. Um, and go with your gut. If something seems something doesn't seem right, trust yourself. Now, have you had any experiences where you were like, where you felt like something was off and you just pulled the plug? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't even have to be like. I mean, there were some times where you'd see like tattoos that mm-hmm. like, mm, I know that imagery. I'm not feeling good about this. Um, or like just the way that they talked or if they start referencing things that you chatted about, but they're giving very different answers in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything like anytime it feels off, you, you say no. <laughs> and maybe you want to chat with them more or like you, you have all those different ways to like do you want to talk to them more and see if there's something going on or do you want to just get yourself out? Um, you know, you can yeah. always fake a phone call if you have to. <laughs> um, yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I'm going to post the links to these articles um, that have these safety oh, tips. Oh, you have another article. Yeah. This one's from Tinder and it has a lot of the same stuff in it. Um, this is an interesting one. Be in control of your transportation. Yeah. Right. So if you're at home, obviously you're okay. You're in a, in a presumably in a safe space, but um, you know maybe don't um, don't take an Uber out to um, you know out out to the hills, out to Utica, and out to Utica, <laughs> and, and get strand and get stranded and have no way to escape a situation. There's, I mean, there's also a lot about like. This type of typically happens, especially with people that are younger, where you might not have your own car. And so it's like, oh, so there's people meet to they'll pick you up and bring you back to their place. And oh, then like home, yeah. And you are throwing everything, like all of your power away in that. Yeah. Um, again, I was stupid and young and did that more than once. Uh-huh. Um, but it is nerve wracking. And you think to yourself, like, wow, this could have been bad. <laughs> it wasn't bad, but it could have been bad. Yeah. And so it is important to think of like, how do you have a, like, what's, what's your, your backup plan? What's your getaway plan? Yeah. Yeah. This one's important, I think. And I just want to mention it. Um, and we're not, we're not, we're not substance shaming anybody, but know your limits. So if you're having an encounter with somebody you don't know, maybe don't drink too much, don't do too much meth or don't <laughs> ski too much, like whatever it is that you're yeah. into. Yeah. Yeah, just be be careful. Yeah, just be careful there. Be smart out there. Yep. Uh, Don't leave drinks or personal items unattended. That's for, I think, getting roofied. Do you know anybody or have you experienced some kind of like uh, attempted poisoning? Um, Drugging. Drugging. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will do my best, Vladimir Putin. Poisoning is what we do. How was that? Terrible. How dare you? Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, uh, Juicy D. Unbelievable. <laughs> Thank um, you. But yeah, um, I mean, 
going to like, especially larger events. So like I go to bear week mm-hmm. frequently, almost every year. Um, and talking to people and like every year there's multiple reports of being roofied and that's just what gets reported. Um, like it happens. Um, so this is still a very real danger. Yeah. It's still a danger. You still want to be in control if you leak like, and this, I think I would say this for anyone going out to any bar anywhere. Um, if you put your drink down and walk away, get another drink. That one is dead. You only put your drink down when you're done with it. <laughs> okay. You're not in that space and you can't see it. Don't let that drink out of your hand. Yeah. Like, okay. Cause you just don't, you don't know. Yeah. Um, and people I, are bad. Yeah. And people and, are bad. I mean, I was at one party and someone came up and kissed me and like, I had that moment of like, Hmm, that was weird. What was that? Why? Oh, that's that. They had cocaine in their mouth. Oh my <laughs> God. Now I do. <laughs> oh my God. Um, going on a little ski trip. Yeah. So you know, unexpected, unintentional things or the things that are beyond not unintentional, but things that you weren't planning on. So yeah. just being aware of it, being in control. Uh, if you're going out, you know, in, in general, having a buddy system where you at least have someone to check in with is useful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I hate, this is on the Tinder site and I, and I hate what this says about our world that I have to mention this, but juicy, maybe you can shed some more light on this. Um, it says LGBTQ plus travel. So if, if, if you, um, are an LGBTQ plus person and you're, you're traveling to an area that, you know, not, not, not all parts, unfortunately of the country and the world are, are friendly to the queer community. Um, is that something you know, you've had to think and worry about when you're going places or meeting up with somebody like, is that, yeah. I mean, I think of it, I mean, cause I, I also think of it in terms of race and like, where am I going to be safe and welcome versus not? So right. there's always, there's always the, those two things. And yeah. then, how visibly queer am I presenting? Which mm-hmm. you know, have <laughs> of like bright blue, um, you know, are the clothes like I like I have a tank top now, you know, with a <laughs> hat with a pride flag. Um, so like, what what do I want to wear? What what makes you visible or not? Um, right. Depending on the country, if you're thinking international travel, you also have to think about what's legal or not in that country. Yeah, that's what this that's what this 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 long paragraph talks about. Um, especially underscores is like if you're going to fucking saudi arabia or something yeah 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 so it's 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 a lot of like thinking about how you present and and where you're going and what space you'll be in like you always have to think about that yeah now this stuff doesn't come as a surprise to me it's about um we've talked about this consent and sexual health um protect yourself right um that could mean a lot of different things condoms um you know, disclose and know and disclose your, your status and, and anything, anything you can offer to us on that juicy. Uh, yeah. I think the first thing is that everyone, regardless of what you do, how often you do it, get tested regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that, that that's, even if you think that you're in a monogamous relationship, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> and it also helps to remove the stigma around getting tested for STIs, which is great. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, the, the scary part is that most HIV transmission happens with someone who doesn't even know that they're positive. And so you really like, 
get tested. Even if you don't think that you want to get tested, um, it's not a death sentence. And there's so many things that you can do to negotiate and mitigate risk and still have sexual partners in a healthy sex life. Mm -hmm. Um, So being on like Truvada or other um, medications, it can get you to like, and this is a term that you see a lot, which is like HIV positive undetectable, meaning they can't detect a viral load in your body which is great because that also means that you're very unlikely to transmit that to somebody yeah. uh, as well. And then there's pre-exposure um, prep so that you can help prevent um, getting HIV. There's, there's even, if you think you've been exposed, you can go to the hospital and they have, it's basically a mega dose of prep, but they can give you medication within 72 hours so that you don't, or you're unlikely to have that virus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sort of and, live, um, and the prep medication is like a newer, um, prophylactic um in a sense for <clears throat> for hiv it doesn't keep you doesn't prov- i mean the idea is if you are living um a lifestyle and engaging in activities that could um lead to an increased risk of hiv infection you could take this medicine right and it will help kill the virus before it could establish should you become exposed to it like through a condom break or mm-hmm. like you know something else happens like mm-hmm. so this this stuff is <clears throat> good medicine that okay. can help protect you um and also there's other nasty things circulating out there like drug resistant gonorrhea and you know other things and that, that can't be treated yeah and it's it's a horror show so uh you know you want to Talk to your partner about it. Know your own sexual health, and then again, get get tested regularly. It doesn't. It's like a little uncomfortable, and maybe they take a little blood, and you pee in a cup, and you're done. Boom, done. It's so worth it. <laughs> Although somebody did tell me once for like a gonorrhea test or something, they stick a long stick down the um down the head of your penis, your urethra, your urethra. Thank yes. you. Yeah. That doesn't sound fun. No. It's a little uncomfortable. It's, <laughs> wait, let's be right. it's really uncomfortable, but it's worth doing. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and finally, consent. We've talked about this multiple times this evening. I mean, very important. Okay. All right. Um, juicy. Just a couple more questions. I got to be honest. I didn't get through even like all of my questions for you. Um are we losing something by dating digitally? Do you think are like something elemental to the, the human experience of like being able to just walk into a room and be like, you know, Hey sugar, let's, um, let's get something going here. Like, are, are we, are we losing something by having too much access to people? Is it too easy to meet people? I, I mean, I think it depends on sort of what, <laughs> I think it's individual depending on like how you can handle and process those things. If you're okay with it, then, and it's not hurting you, then I think it's fine. Um, But there are some people that, that are, I think fundamentally harmed by having too much access or having it be too easy Um, or they lose that sort of personal connection, but it, it depends. If you're looking for just physical intimacy, then I think it's fine. As long as you can, differentiate and handle that and it's not hurting you to only have physical intimacy and not be emotional or vice versa yeah i think that's important because i mean somebody who 
if we accept something like sex addiction is real, right? If we think that's a real disorder, something like this could, I mean, online dating and apps and all of that could make, maybe make that a little too easy for somebody who has a untreated problem in that area. I think that's yeah. what I'm hearing. Yeah. I'm mostly just worried about like, how are we going to meet people um, and have sex um, in the apocalypse once none of this technology works? Um, I mean, lighting our hair on fire. Yep, <laughs> that's right. That's right. We'll Go always back to have those, fire. Those time-tested methods of attracting a mate. That's right. Yes. I mean, I think we still have those, like, because I can still go out to a bar with friends and still have those sort of flirty interaction. It still happens. Do you need that? Like, do you still do, you do that? Well, I mean, not obviously not right now because of COVID, <laughs> but is that something you feel you're missing and want to do again? I mean, I would say, yeah, I mean... God. Gay men are so weird. I don't know how to, to say like I miss like I miss the low stakes flirting where you're just like flirting with somebody, but you know it's going nowhere. You're just doing it for funsies. I miss that. Um why did you just look at me like that? <laughs> this is like a foreign concept. That's what's going on in his head. He's like, who the fuck would want to go to a bar and flirt? I wouldn't know if I was being flirted with and I wouldn't know how to flirt. I just stare at people when they say it's things true. to me. I don't know how to respond. I mean, again, there's a directness difference. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe, um, like I'll give an example, and this is in person, right? So being outside at a party and I didn't have a shirt on and somebody walked up, licked my nipple and said, mm, her <laughs> Here's your what? They licked my nipple and said, mm, Hershey kisses. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> <laughs> that almost happened to you, Sawtooth. When? Tell the Somebody story. Somebody tweaked your nipple. <laughs> oh, well, that was, I don't think that was sexual in any way. No, it no, wasn't. It wasn't. No, there was no remarking about. <laughs> no. Nobody said Hershey kisses to me. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, mine, mine do kind of look like Hershey kisses. Maybe yours would be Skittles. I don't know. You know. I have weird nipples, actually. You do? I think they're weird. What? what? Um, they're kind of puffy. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stop you right there. Why? Enough! Oh my god! Everybody's, I don't think there's why enough. Why are you shaming your body? I don't oh think there's god. enough talk about nipple differences oh in my men. God. Like when I grew up, I always saw on TV like these men with these perfectly flat. Um, Orange melanized nipples, what? and my nipples don't look like that. What are you talking about? They're a little cone shaped and puffy. No matter how much I'm lifting, like they have a, just a little bit of puffiness oh to God. them. That's all. Everybody's body is different. But I didn't know this, and I felt bad as a oh my God. as a I feel teenager. So bad for you. Nobody sat me down and said, Juicy. "Sawtooth." Your nipples is, are okay. This is where you make that public statement now so that you can help the kids in the future. Can Seriously? I confess something? Oh Do you know God. how bad it was for me? I taped band-aids across my nipples when Why? I was a kid. Because they were because I felt they were too puffy. I like my nipples now. I do. But I'm just... I taped them down because I thought they stuck out too much. Oh my God, you needed a sports bra? Like, what's going on? No, no, my it's not my pectorals. It's just like they're a little oh cone shaped. I mean, that's how mine are. It doesn't matter what I, I do. They're always poking out. So maybe 
Let's do it. Welcome to like a woman's world where like you have to cover that shit up all the time. I'm just saying nobody took time with me. I'll and take time with you. Thank you. I'll, I'll make sure that your puffy nipples are covered at all times. <laughs> Why do we have to cover them? I'm taking off my shirt right oh now. Oh, my God. That's a threat I can't make good on Juicy. Oh I'm sorry. God. All Where right. are you taking us? You're, you're, you've lost control of the bus. It's going off the rails. <laughs> okay. What's happening anymore? All right. Juicy, um, can real committed relationships come from meetup apps like Tinder and Grinder. Talk to us just a little bit about that. I mean, how you meet isn't, I mean, how you meet and what you intend to do with that relationship is going to be the same, regardless of if you met on Grinder or if you met now, I mean, my current partner, um, when we met, you know, it's through Grinder. It's been five, almost five years now. <laughs> I think it might be four. I don't know. I don't know how to tell time, especially this last That's year. Right. Yeah. Everybody lost a year. It's totally um, fine. But, you know, in terms of like dating somebody, if you want, and this is the thing is that most of the apps allow you to specify what you're looking for or not. And people will do it, you know, formally or not. They'll, you know, say like right in their bio, like I'm looking for dating and not hookups. Okay, cool. That person knows that you, so you, when you're interacting, you know, they want to, they want dating. Um, they want to build those relationships up. And that's sort of what happens here, you know, with, you know, with my partner and I, it's like, you can have committed relationships and you can also make friendships, which I think gets lost mm-hmm. in the online dating. There's plenty of times where, and I think this happens in, in real life. People are like, Oh, maybe I'm interested in them. Eh, maybe not. And then they become friends and that happens. I mean, on the apps, you you make friends. You're like, wow, I'm not really interested in meeting you for sex, but like, you seem like a cool person. Let's talk. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I think you get all of that. You know, it just depends on how you want to use it. If you only use it, you know, at two o'clock in the morning when you're right. Mm-hmm. Sex right before bed, well, you're going to get some different, <laughs> I don't think you're going to find like pure romance um, at that point. Mm-hmm, but. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, People can use these apps for for making friends, for you know, looking for longer term relationships, and also listen. There's nothing wrong with it. We talked about this. We're not going to shame the need to scratch the itch, mm-hmm. right? And that means sex, stomping Jen. Oh, thank you sure. for clarifying. Yeah, appreciate. Just so you know, I didn't actually. I need, I need to whip out my glossary. Oh, I thought you were going to say something <laughs> else. I thought we were going to get to see your nipples. <laughs> All righty. What shape are they, cone shape? Oh, my God. All right. All right. Juicy D, we have two more questions for you. These are, these are fun questions, um, not related to sex, although, or there dating, or dating. We're going to have to have you back because I started out, when before we started recording, I was like, you know, we're trying to keep this to an hour and 15 minutes. We're at an hour and 40, and I feel like I could talk to you for another two hours. <laughs> I feel like we're just getting started here. <laughs> so you started talking about your nipples. I could talk about my nipples forever, Stomping Jen. Now listen, let's. This is not about. My, this is not the Sawtooth Nipple Podcast. <laughs> it's we're not, here. No, oh, thank God. But what I was going to say is, um, juicy. I I think it's important. These conversations are important, I, and I think there's more we could go into and talk about. So we're going to have you back. Um, okay. 
I think. I mean, if he wants to. If he wants to. This could have been a total train wreck from his <laughs> perspective. Like, I don't know if I want to come back. Yeah. This is fine. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> okay. All right. But our two fun questions now. Um, now this this one is this is this is a softball. Um, what do you like? What do you like to do for fun when you're not um, when you're not working or you know how do you relax? How do you kick back? What do you like to do? Oh, uh, playing video games, uh, tons and tons, thousands of hours of video games, um, reading like, but not like good reading. Like I do read like real books, but I also like super trashy sci-fi. Like that's really bad. So like, you know, Warhammer, no. like, I don't even play the Warhammer game. I just read the shitty novels about it. <laughs> oh, nice. A, a, a novel adaptation of a video game. That's awesome. It's not, even a, it's not even a video game. It's a tabletop miniature game. Oh, nice. Like, so, like it's the the universe that that little, that little thing happens in. And I read that like nothing. It's just beautiful. Um, but also anything with friends, that's the biggest thing. Like, yeah. like how do you relax? It's just hang out with friends and then do something weird. Um, or paint my nails, although these a professional did, so I'm trying not to break them or <laughs> Yeah, no, they look nice. I used to get my nails done. Remember Stomping Jen? You got your nails done like choice. No, no, no. In college I used to paint them. Oh, you mean you used to put nail polish on your hands? Well, this girl did. Oh, this girl did. Yes. She oh. invited you to study. <laughs> but I liked it. I, I, uh, no, she was with somebody else. Oh, she was with yes, somebody else. But the answer, no. But I did wear nail polish at a time, for mm-hmm. a time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our next question, and our last question, Juicy. Um, well, Stomping Jen, I missed this part. You usually remind me. Sorry, before we go to our last question, Juicy. Oh, my goodness. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? I'm being incredibly self-centered. I was focused on my nipples and I just lost it. Um, Juicy, was there anything you wanted to talk about or anything that you felt like we needed to just cover cover before we ended the the larger conversation? No, I think we hit on most of the things that I would have talked about anyway, which is just like sex is awkward. Sex with strangers can be awkward, but so construct like sex with anyone can be awkward (laughs) in the moment. And destigmatizing like hookup culture as though it's something terrible or something that didn't happen before. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. it's fine. It's Wash fine. away the shame, right? Stomping Jen. Yeah. No shame. Mm-hmm. Get all that shame off of us. Mm-hmm. This Make is sure a to ha- dialogue with your children. Yeah. This is a theme that's begun emerging over the last um, couple months is this, this, how damaging shame is. Yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll do a shame cast one day. I'm going to come up with a list of all of the things I feel shame about. Oh my God. We're Isn't not that going to be a guest fun? on, are we? Hmm. It's a private conversation. No, everyone needs to hear this. No, no, I don't. I mean, you can broadcast it, but I'm saying you don't want to sit and torture somebody. Oh, <laughs> how dare you to, to have torture to com- somebody to have to comment on what you're okay. Love you. I'm vapor locked over here. Okay. Okay. All right. Juicy D, our last question. Um, thank you. Um, now, if you're a listener of this podcast, you'll know it's coming. I see this look. He's never listened to a single episode. He's in trouble stumping Jen. That's okay. We still love Juicy D. Now, um, what have you experienced, Juicy D, that you cannot explain? Wow. <laughs> Let's see what he says. 
God, the list is pretty long. Uh-oh. That's just, I don't know a lot of shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> even today, like, I'm, I know that my, I don't think my apartment is haunted because I don't, I don't think that's a thing. That's just me. But stuff falls over a lot and it's not my cat knocking it over. Like, mm. even today, there's like bread on a shelf that seems level and it just, flew into the middle of the kitchen like it fell and bounced <laughs> so my partner says it's haunting that there's angry ghosts i don't know if all they're doing is flipping bread then i'm not that concerned but yeah you know stuff happens it's a pretty nice, pretty nice ghosts yeah yes. it's just the ghost is just saying hey here here's some bread make a sandwich you must be hungry <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Um, thanks for sharing. That's a good story. That, that That's perfectly acceptable. Oh, it's perfectly acceptable. No, it was good. I just, um, you know, I'm fishing for... He's looking for... I'm on the hunt for evidence of the paranormal. And, yeah. And yeah. Juicy, we've had ghost stories on here before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I again, I, I'm deeply grateful that you shared it. I'm just, I'm looking for, I'm looking for more out there now. Werewolves, I could use a werewolf story stomping, Jen. I have not met anybody who knows any werewolves. Although. Go ahead, Juicy, please. If you go into Hello Holyoke, there was like a flying saucer a couple of months ago. People saw. I didn't see it, but one of my friends did. Mm. And they were very like adamant that this was completely weird and new. And I'm. I'm like excited. We need we need something. I Some species to come and slap us. I am going to be investigating this later this evening on Facebook. I will be doing an investigation into this flying saucer because I am I'm interested hello, in aliens. Okay. Yeah. Um, if anyone listening has a vampire story, reach out to me. I want to hear about vampires. Stopping, Jen. Mm-hmm. You want me to stop talking? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, juicy D. <laughs> As much as I am enjoying our time together, stomping Jenna, it's the hour is growing late and she is getting frustrated. Every word that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> so well, this is this is the point in the night where uh, when that happens, he starts going longer and longer and longer and right. longer and longer. Juicy D. Um, <laughs> I, I really I can't thank you enough. Um, I think. These types of candid conversations are important. This is an important subject. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for coming on and talking with us. Seriously, yes, thank um, we you. really appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. This was super fun. Stomping Jen. Yes. Thank you for being a co-host. Oh, thank you. And accepting my conical puffy nipples. Thank you for. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you for putting all these beautiful questions together and facilitating this conversation. Okay. Whoops, well, that, that needs to be really a little loud. loud. Oh. Be, there we go. Alrighty. All right, our listeners, um, yes. thank you for um, continuing to listen. We appreciate it. Um, if you enjoy what you heard, um, if you're not already, please subscribe, download our episodes, share with a friend. Right? Yeah. What else? Be safe. Be safe out there. Yeah. Um, and we're all going to go around and, and do a bye now, okay? We're going to... Um, we're going to start with you stomping, Jenny. Why stop with start with me? Why? Because I want to start with you. All right, people. Bye now. Juicy D, give us a bye now. Bye now. All right, people. You heard it. Bye now. This world of ours, ever growing smaller, must avoid becoming a community of dreadful fear and hate. 
Those who have freedom will understand also its heavy responsibility. That all who are insensitive to the needs of others will learn charity. And that the sources, scourges of poverty, disease, and ignorance will be made disappear from the earth. And that in the goodness of time, all peoples will come to live together in a peace guaranteed by the binding force of mutual respect and love. I shall never cease to do what little I can to help the world advance along that road. 